Can Mike battle back from the final outcome now that the world needs him the most? New and old threats emerge to claim a war-ravaged world on the verge of collapse. Lana, Bailey, and Azeel, the Red Witch, have assembled all that remains of man and women in one final battle that could determine the fate of mankind forever. And it might just not be enough. Find out in Lycan Fallout 4, Immortality's Touchstones. This is the Chronicles of Michael Talbot, the podcast. So it's it's you and me for a little while. Then Nate's going to jump on when he gets out of work. He works till nine. So by the time he gets home, it's like nine twenty, nine thirty. So I'm like, we'll be there. All right. All right. So we are doing like in Fallout book four. So let's see if I can read my writing because I, I think I corrected a lot of this, but who knows? So the book begins. There are two demons over a cauldron and they're holding a man over said cauldron he's submerged head first with his face and hair are burning and we discover that this is the green man the guy that has been azeel's kind of uh arch nemesis on the lichen side where the humans have azeel the witch and the lichens have their their little wizard guy um the two demons are bantering back and forth about the man that he is essential for their plan to dominate the world. There's a few more things. One demon kills the other one and sets the man free. Uh, and then we see in the next chapter there, uh, epilogue, the epilogue, Mark's big into epilogues or prologues, <laughs> excuse me, pros are beforehand. Uh, that the man's wandering around, he ends up at Stonehenge, doesn't know where he is, doesn't know who he is or wh- where he's going, but he knows that he's at Stonehenge. And there's a bunch of people that cut there are three guys there that try to attack him. And he tells him to stop and we find out that the guy has powers and he can manipulate other people into doing things for themselves. Uh, you're very, very still right now. So either you're very captive by what I'm saying or your screen froze again. And I'm guessing your screen froze again. <laughs> um, so I'm just going to keep going till you come back. So um, the man, he, he does all of his stuff and, you know, makes the three guys just stop beating the crap out of each other. And we find out that this is the, the green man, man in green, and she is gone. So we will be right back after a word from these messages. All right. How does that look? There we go. All right, okay. take two. There we go. Try again. <laughs> I, I apologize for that. No, no worries. No worries. It happens. It happens. Um, so we were talking about the 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 green man and who he is and, and what he can do. And he's got powers. And we discover that he has powers. And this is the guy who was starting to realize what's happening within the other side of the world. This is kind of the equivalent of when when you're in zombie fallout and you're reading the story and you're thinking it's just going to be a zombie book and then you get uh, vampires and other things. You're like, okay, this isn't just your average zombie book. This isn't your average lichen book. You have have demons now we're starting to be introduced and you find out who this guy in green is and that he's a demon and he's kind of essential to... Whoever's got some plan is pulling strings that wants to dominate the world. So um, Mike is still dead. 
still wandering the netherworld, but he also finds himself in his own grave trying to break free. And I can't imagine what that must be like being buried alive. And this is the first time Mike's been dead or come back from the dead. He's kind of invincible and uh, unkillable because, you know, he's Boston strong there, I guess, you know, Mr. Talbot. Uh, breaks free and he comes back and he learns that Bailey is now the head councilwoman of Talbotton. Azil is pregnant with his twins and Lana is now the counselor of, or the chancellor, the head person, governor, so to speak, of Denarth. And she is engaged to Matthew. So it's a lot to swallow at the beginning of this story. Like my mind was kind of blown by all of those revelations. He's been gone seven months, yep. um, eight months technically, but he was dead, buried for eight for seven months, but it took him a month to get back, he said. so Yeah, a lot happened in that time, that's for sure. <laughs> what were your thoughts on that, that whole intro when we were thinking where, where it was going with all of this? Uh, so I thought the intro actually was pretty, when they were um, introducing the green man and then he runs into those uh, three special individuals. That was really quite gruesome it kind of, mm -hmm. kind of reminded me a little bit of a callous rose scene um which yeah i thought that too where it's you know <laughs> no you beat the shit out of him and he's gonna beat the shit out of you and i'm gonna sit here and watch and be the puppet master and it's all a green plush velour tux with the tails and the hat and cane with yes with <laughs> so i'm I, I still had a hard time visualizing what his face must look like all i have is a, a in my mind i mind's eye words uh, is that beard and then the suit and the top hat. Yep. Um, easy, and then the top from the seventies going to the prom. Yeah. And it was just, you know, I mean, there was four prologues to it, correct? Right. So there mm -hmm. is, we're finding out about this guy who's the green man, who's now searching for six others with powers. Um, you know, we know they, that uh, Mike did the deal with the devil. He've, he's lost Tommy. So now there's this kind of piece that you're still waiting to come back through somewhere in in this uh the uh, book yeah he was um, able to get his soul back that's where he, yes. he he fought and got his soul back which is really cool that he got that that he was able to manage that but then he's all thinking he's going to die before he even gets to enjoy it trying to get himself out of the of the um burial plot thing um right right um and i thought it You froze again. I don't think the Wi-Fi is any better on the uh, on the porch there. All right, you're back. I can see you moving. That's that's not annoying at all, is it? It it happens. You know, it's technology. It's amazing that we you know we're able to do this when this was like you know the Jetsons style shit when we were kids. You know, <laughs> so right. We don't have a landline with a cord running across the room attached to the phone on the wall in the kitchen. So, yeah. And the area. <laughs> exactly. So you were yeah, singing about with Mike. Yeah. And he's, he's continually trying to make sure he's like not losing his mind. Mm -hmm. You know, he's trying to get through this. He doesn't even know where he's going when he finally breaks out of it. thought it was cute. I even wrote down as a little comment. He had said something. Uh, I had to keep up the conversation with myself as I didn't want to sound ignorant. <laughs> which he probably did and we discovered he doesn't like being alone anymore 
You know, he no. needs to get back to his zeal. He's fallen in love and he's found another person to be with. And he spent all those years at Ron's house in the basement and he doesn't want to be alone anymore. When before it was, you know, leave me the fuck alone, Tommy, go away <laughs> each year. Now it's, oh, I got to get back to my people. I, I got, you know, it's, it's kind of, he's grown a little bit. Yeah. It only took him 70 years, but Mike is growing as a, as a, as a person. Right. But he still has anxiety. You know, every once in a while I hear him say, I'm wondering what it's going to be like. You know, he, he knows that, that does Azil know that she's not my true love, but I do love her. And what's it yeah. going to be like when I get to the afterlife and there's, you know, the two of them, does everybody come together? So he does have that anxiety or whatnot. Um, maybe he, that's why he got his dysentery that one night. <laughs> But Azil's still, Azil's a witch, technically. So she has prolonged life. If Mike is now human with a soul, he can die sooner than he was supposed to. He's going to die long before Azil. So by the time Azil dies and gets to the pearly gates or wherever it is that they're all going, it's going to be, it might be a little less awkward because he has time to talk to Tracy about all this. You know, <laughs> I'm sure it trips up there with some kind of shrouded world, hocus pocus voodoo that he can make yeah. his magic happen, you know? Right. And but, that is funny though, because he's, what is it? He's, he wants to be with her. He doesn't want to be alone. But when he finally does come back to what Talbotan, when he finally makes it there, maybe I'm jumping ahead, but mm -hmm. he doesn't, he doesn't seek Azil out first thing. He's just like what you're saying. He doesn't want, he knows he'll die before her now that he has a soul. So he doesn't want to put her through that again. Yeah, he doesn't want, he doesn't want her to know that he's back. Right. You know, and he doesn't know that she's pregnant yet. No. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, let's save that for a surprise. Don't tell him. Let's see it. Let's see his reaction, you know. Um, but we find out that the lichen, it, 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 Mike's first night back is on a full moon and the werewolf and lichen raids have cut out and it's kind of the universe speaking and bailey's you know mike makes it it's not a coincidence that my first night back is a full moon and now we're under attack and bailey sees that as a good sign that no you're back for a reason there's a reason why you're here because we're about to get attacked and we need your help you know help us michael talbot you're our only hope kind of thing <laughs> uh so he, they, they get into the fight with the werewolves and the uh, werewolves are outside the walls. Uh, you know, it's kind of like a, a whole crazy thing that's going on. I'm, I'm trying to follow my notes and uh, I, I got to make better notes. I, I make them last minute. That's my problem. And I don't, I do them on my headset. So I do speech text and my speech text sometimes comes out horrible because I drive a truck for a living and it's loud. Uh, mm -hmm. So trying to read some of this, like I read one last time and it was just, it's, it's, it's kind of crazy. So. Um, yeah, mine, mine, this is mine driving little notes there. Yeah. But Mike and Bailey see the watchers and the watchers are, are the watchers, the two demons from the beginning, because the two demons from the beginning, one of them's dead. So there's got to be different watchers. I was kind of wondering what that was all about and who the second, there can be one watcher, the guy that set uh, the, the green man free, but who's the second one. Do we know that yeah. yet? I don't, I don't know if we do and i'm just thinking forward to some of the like demon fallout and i think there's a tie there but I, I still haven't put it together i'm hoping when i listen to it the second or third time i'm gonna finally put them together but i haven't been able to put those put two and two together yet for myself yeah yeah and one of the things tommy said to mike 
before he went back, before him and Tommy stopped his, you know, his, his hand holding skip to Malou, my darling around purgatory mm-hmm. was that he's not done yet. He's still, Mike still has work to do. He's got to come back. And there's a, Mike, Mike knows that there's a reason why he's back. And uh, you know, cause he has to, Mike has to destroy the like, apparently nobody else can do it at the, all the way of the world has to fall on his shoulders. And, you know, sorry, that's just the way it is, dude. You know, yeah. you're, you're, you're in charge. No one else, no one else can do it, but Mike Talbot. Well, but it's funny though, because he goes through this, this book uh, with almost an Eeyore attitude of like, I'm the one who brings the problems. Mm-hmm. I show up and then the werewolves show up and everybody else is like, no, like I said, you're our only hope. We, this is a good thing. We needed you here. If it weren't for you, this wouldn't be a good thing. Right. He's just not seeing that half full glass attitude. Yeah, it's kind of the whole um, like everybody has that uh, the, the 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 not the what the hell's the word I'm looking for. I don't want to make up words anymore. And why not? <laughs> I've been doing that a lot lately, and I get laughed at. Um, it that's the whole philosophy behind Batman is that Batman creates the chaos there was not much there was no joker there was no rhythm there wasn't any of these villains in gotham before there was a batman so did batman create the villains and he's the only person that can <laughs> help them so it's did mike create all of these problems and is mike is all these problems because of mike and now mike is the only one that can fix it so is is mike technically the batman of this story which would be super awesome because you know probably my two favorite literary characters at this point um is mike talbot and batman i mean batman always has been but mike talbot is you know he's running a close second right now right <laughs> but it, it's it this trouble i think trouble just seems to follow him. and if he didn't it'd be a very short story and we'd have nothing to talk about so it's it, it's good that that happens absolutely so um so they find out that uh that line is engaged and yes. Mike is excited that line is engaged and makes a joke about who is the poor bastard that's that's <laughs> going to be betrothed to her. And he finds out that it's Matthew, his best friend. And Mike is a static because he wants to see his friend happy. So they are uh, they're very, very happy. They're going to the wedding because Bailey is the maid of honor and they do all of that. And Mike and Matthew have a reunite and they get drunk and Mike can now get drunk because he's no longer a vampire or he has his soul back. I guess having your soul, you can't, you can get drunk if you have a soul and maybe people with more of a soul can get drunker faster. I don't, I have no idea, but they get blind stinking drunk. You know, when they get there, they're excited. They see Mike and he's happy and Matthew's happy to see Mike and, and all of that. And, um, you know, it's, 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 it's kind of a, a crazy, crazy time. So, but the four of them go out before the wedding, looking for Lunos, they know that they have to kill Lunos because Lunos was the brother of Xavier. He was the runt litter, runt mate or runt litter mate or whatever the hell you want to call it, yep. uh, of Xavier and Mike killed the Xavier in the last book. And now Lunos is kind of running the show. It's, you know, the second in command. And there's a lot of tension with, the lichens now and lunos is trying to cut out the lichens and build a werewolf army he's got that napoleon complex where he wants to do it all himself he wants to conquer the world and he wants to be the the you know the hlic the head lichen in charge Uh, (laughs) you know so that they go out and 
Matthew is sick from the beer, but he notices that that uh, you know Mike isn't, and he's kind of wondering why. Why isn't Mike as sick as Matthew is because the beer was kind of tainted. So it's kind of that first hint that is the vampire fully gone out of Mike or what is, what is going on with that? That's, that's where I kind of first noticed it. Not much sure about you. Yeah. And then Mike gets, loses his S when, uh, uh, Matt, Matthew, I, I can't even say it, how it's said, in <laughs> but, but how we'll have to get um, confirmation. It's like a, uh, Drababan or Drababan, you know, we'll have yeah. to ask Mike what the, the proper pronunciation of his name is when he comes back on. Match two. I, you know, I don't. But you know, once he suggests that to, mm-hmm. to Talbot, he just he about he turns on him. He's yeah, he gets like, pissed, and he bails. And then there's where he finds a little bit of trouble starting up again. Mm-hmm. Well, the werewolves come back and they attack, and yeah. this is where Mike sees Azil for the first time. And I think it's kind of great how they do the reveal where she's on the battlefield and you know, they just defeated the werewolves and the werewolves run away and he's walking up behind her and everybody in front of her to the side, all are kind of parting. And she's like, what the heck is going on? And she turns around and I was expecting him to be like, you know, surprise kind of thing. And she can't believe it. You know, his first reaction is you got fat, you know, making a joke. That's, that's your typical Bostonian joke, you know, to a pregnant woman. And, you never say that. You never ask a woman how many months pregnant she is. And I have fallen into that trap myself and realized, <laughs> no, she's not pregnant. She just likes to drink a lot of beer. Beer. Uh, yeah. She's rocking the beer gut. Yeah. So, uh, but Azil is pregnant and she's pregnant with twins. We find out, which is super exciting and super scary because A, what does a 170-year-old sperm do in a 150 year old womb where women you know usually past 40 they start to you know obviously azil hasn't gone through menopause or anything like that in 170 years so it's kind of you know in a story where there's werewolves vampires and things like that why not the miracle of life where 100 you know 150 year old people can can birth children who would have thought a a a vampire wasn't shooting blanks <laughs> i mean i guess you can do interspecies you know, yeah because she got pregnant family. before he went away right so he didn't have a soul but he was able to make life well apparently you know most guys that do that don't have souls anyway so you know oh there you go <laughs> i do think it was funny he also joked like is it mine do i need a paternity test <laughs> yeah so yeah exactly so wondering if it's you know made the joke about matthew and, and things like that so it was kind of funny oh god but um yeah they get there and they get to they're traveling to robert's land uh because they want to know they're following the lichen and now at what point did we figure out when what the green man was looking for what who the lichen were looking for was that before they get there or was this it's when they get to robert's land okay okay because well first azil has goes into labor you know (laughs) on the trail up to robert's land so she she gives birth right out there in the woods you know that pioneer spirit where you're on the wagon train going cross country and spit out a couple of kids and they jump on the horse right next to you and they're going uh, i mean this this whole movie or this whole movie this whole book can't wait till this movie um this whole book it's just all about what a badass the red witch is i mean it really is she just oh yeah she does she doesn't just 
bring home the bacon and cook it. She, mm-hmm. you know, she took it down. Um, I did uh, notice a, a crossover though during the birth. I was just about um, to say that. Yeah, that the spirit clearing crossover. Yep. yep. There's a couple of those in yeah. the story that had, he writes a little his little Easter egg crossovers where Azil's going in, into labor and she kind of she astro projects or she just something, but she shows Mike different lives that he's led or something mm-hmm. like that. And Mike thinks that she's dying and he calls out Jandalin. You know, actually says the name, you know, she's dying, she's dying. And he's just get this overwhelming sense of sadness. And then Azil apologizes to him and he's like, what the fuck was that? You know, yeah. she tells him your your many lives are intersecting with stuff, which the timeline doesn't totally add up with it when they get to the uh, 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 what's the the Yeti one? The uh, devil's desk. Devil's desk. The devil's yeah. desk reference. But it was still good then and, and happy yeah. to see it. You know, I'm like, I read the book. I was happy. You know, like we talked about last week, we get excited when you you know what he, what he's talking about finally because we've we've gone through them so much. But the first time you read it, you're like, what the hell is he talking about? You know? So but how they, does so so did she astro project or how because I was wondering, how did she know what he had seen? So is she just so intuitive to him or I is- think so. I think okay. she is. I kind of wondered that myself. Like, is she, because she's the Red Witch and she's seen all the many, is she able to see all of Mike's timelines and all of his stories and all of that's go, that's gone on with him? Um, I don't know. She has to be able to because it's it's she saw it and she apologized to him for it. And she knows the pain that he felt that she was dying. You yeah. know, he's felt that pain before because he felt it with Jandlin in spirit clearing. So he mm-hmm. he had to have. She has to know that, yeah. or she has to be so in tune with what's going on that she saw what he saw, and now she knows that he had another life at some point, or in the 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 whole tryptiverse of the many lives of Michael Talbot that he witnessed his wife die during childbirth, and that's what kind of traumatized him at this point. Well, he's not keeping anything from her ever. No, 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 no. The one thing I, I, and maybe you can help me with Devil's Desk came out last year, right? Thought so. Devil's, yeah, I think Devil's Desk was 2022. When did uh, book four come out? Did book four come out before? It had to come out before Devil's Desk. I thought so. Because Mike makes the reference in the comment that, you know, one day, one minute, I'm in my garage, you know, packing for a camping trip. And the next thing I'm fighting Yetis. So I thought when I first heard it, when I first listened to this one, I thought it was a um, throwback or a throw to, is it Mike's Merry Mayhem? When he put that Christmas short stories out in one of those. Sh- yeah, one of those short stories had um, a, 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 a Bigfoot reference. It also included BT and a gold thong. But okay. I I, I swore in one of those stories he was in his garage trying to find get something out and then ended up like in the backyard with the and that he and b2 with is a very short thing so um that's what i when i originally listened to it that's what i thought it was a throwback to but the second time i listened to it i got confused if it was devil's desk or not oh okay because so i might be totally wrong then so he took a short story that he had written and made a full book out of it then because uh, i never i, I never I, read mike's merry mayhem I, I, I think I think so, or 
because so many of these things cross and I might have had a couple glasses of wine, mm-hmm. it, it could get mixed. And there's a Bigfoot behind you. Yeah. Yeah. There's that guy. <laughs> <laughs> he, he came from Ocean Shores. There you go. He's not he's not he's not part of that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we saw that Mike and the family are on the road and they see Lunos is approaching his, his army is approaching. So she casts a protective spell around Mike, the twins and herself. And they're walking around and they can't see them. But she has a feeling Aziel has a feeling that they know that they're there. And they decide to set up camp for the night right in front of them, where Azil is protecting themselves. And she's kind of freaking out because she just gave birth. She's not as strong as she as she was. And then she has to cast a protective spell around her, the twins, and Mike. And she instantly regrets telling Mike because Mike asks her, listen, will this be easier if I'm not here? And she says, yes. And it's like, oh, shit, shouldn't have said that because she knows Mike's <laughs> going to go out and try to distract him, which is what he does because Mike always has to be the hero, has to save his family, has to do his thing. And this is why we all love him. He goes out and kills a couple of the lichen to distract them, to take them away from so Azeel isn't, can, can, can do what she needs to do to protect, well, to protect, to, to, to astral project or conceal or whatever she's doing. <laughs> Mike, uh, the, the her and the twins, you know, and this is the first time they get a glimpse of the green man. And yeah, they've only she's only felt him before, but she's yeah. never seen him. And this is where we find out that he's got the cocktails and you know everything else. So, yeah, and that's what, when when Mike does try to decide to take off to protect them or or distract. He had a hell of a time. This didn't go as smooth as a lot of his other. No, because he gets captured and he gets his ass beat. Um, and he once again, when Mike is down and he's in his uh, his 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 ass beaten state, and he passes out, he sees visions, and in this one, he sees Trip, uh, which is awesome because you know Trip's talking about getting tickets for the widespread concert, and you know one minute he's up in Washington or wherever he is, Oregon, you know, waiting to see Fish, and then he's doing this, and did Mike get tickets for the show, and. You know, but he wakes up and he's back with Azil. So obviously, yeah. in between that whole thing, Azil found him. But it was just great to have Trip in this story. For you know, yeah. he kind of sneaks in Trip a little bit here and there, which I absolutely love that he does that. Mm-hmm. I, I know some people don't, but I think it's great. You know, I thought he, it was great. That he tied everything like, in together with it. He's like, you're going the wrong way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just yeah. turn him, and then <laughs> yeah, he turns around. So. Uh, well, we find out that Mike's kids, that they're called Mike Jr. and Aliana, which are pretty him, And he was calling him M- MJ, so I kept thinking of Mad Jack. Yeah, yeah. You kind of wonder, where, she, where did she get? She obviously had a family member or somebody named Aliana. Excuse oh, me. Oh, yeah, of course. I was I was writing it down, reading it backwards, saying, okay, because remember, Eliza and Azil were right. flops. So and I'm thinking, was, is there any of the stories where there was an Aliana or a, 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 a Nelia or, or something like that? Yeah. And it's not a, what's that, an anagram, anagram where the words is spelled the same forward yeah. and backwards. Um, it's not one of those. So it's just a, a pretty name. I don't know if we'll find out what it means or not, because um, I don't remember these stories that well. So I was just kind of like reading them fresh <laughs> over for the first time. So, but uh, Lunos gets to the walls of Denarth and he's with the green man and he's telling them, you know, well, first we actually got back up. Whole shit. I forgot this whole 
section. When they got to uh, Robert's land, they find Gabriel. They find the little boy that Tommy pointed out when they were first traveling. They said, that kid's going to be important someday. And Mike's like, okay, whatever, Tommy. Uh, (laughs) Now we find out that this kid's like the little Harry Potter of the story, living with his aunt and uncle that, you know, didn't want him, but his brother died. And now they're stuck with the little kid and he's kind of the chosen one. And he's important, but we don't know why yet. We don't know why. Lunos wants him. We don't know why the green man wants him. And we don't even know what he is. He's six, but he knows he's not six. You know, Gabriel knows that he's a, he, he's something in a six-year-old's body, which kind of freaks the shit out of Mike, you know, <laughs> that, you know, okay, well, what is this kid? Why is he so important? Um, and there's the hard decision that he says to Bailey. He's like, well, if they want this kid and if they're going to get him, if this is life and death, we got to kill this kid. You know, this kid's got to go. And Bailey's like, fuck you over my dead body. You're not killing the kid. Right. Mike and Bailey are kind of button heads again. And I kind of wondered to myself, would I be able to do that if I had to? Because there's always that you kill this one person and it'll save the world. It is the the... The, the, the common theme in a lot of these stories is the sacrifice of the one for the, 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 the savior of the many, many. you know, I mean, good if that's what it was, um, you know, I don't know this kid kid could be a jerk. What's up, Nate. Uh, hey, you know, hey, what's up, man? The, the, the kid could suck. A kid could be an asshole. And the kid could be the whole reason why the world gets destroyed. You never know. Yeah. So, uh, Nate, bring you up to speed. We're discussing Gabriel and what his role is in uh, in the whole the whole world of and why they why they want him. Uh, have you guys in. read the new, Have you guys read the new book yet? No. Nope. Okay, I, I was about to spoil I, it a little. No, bit. No, I am saving <laughs> myself. You Don't haven't spoil read it. Yet? I read that and like this show spoils enough. I'm not I'm not reading jumping ahead. This is kind of like reading everything fresh because I don't remember this story that much. I read it in like a day and a half, like the day after it released. Did you? I've seen a couple of people that have posted about it, and I'm like, I don't want to know what Gabriel is. I don't I don't care if he's a jerk. I don't want to know what this one is or, or what's going on. So it was good. Oh yeah, it's it was good. He brings Tim back, and that's just my favorite part is Tim. You know, yeah. Some people were asked were talking about that, that uh, you know, they they like Tim, but they don't like Tim, and you know, they want to read they want to they don't know if they want to read the Tim stories or not. And some people were saying that they Tim is a better character outside of his own stories. He's better in (laughs) these books and he's better in Devil's Desk. So I'm kind of psyched. Does he don't all right, you no, can tell me this. Does he bring this Calendar come back? I was hoping for Calendar. Calendar is one of my favorite characters. Lindsay. No Calendar? I know. That's what I was thinking because a lot of stuff was going down, and I'm like, where the hell is Callie? Oh, Mark, you jerk. You didn't bring and Calendar back. There's also no Linux, which confused me. Aww. I don't remember. Which one's Linux? I don't remember him. The, li- the little. Um, the oh, the one in the pocket. Oh, from D. Yeah. yeah. I'm about to. I'm going to start Demon tomorrow. So I. Demon's a different story. It's a whole different beast because it's. You know, I really like Demon. I like Demon too, but I was like, this is, 
This is weird. I I I made the mistake of reading Demon first because I didn't know that it was part of the Lycan series. That too. A lot of people I, did. I read I read a couple pages of it, but then I'm like, this makes no sense. I'm gonna start it in Lycan, and I was very happy that it. Why? Um, when I first discovered Mark, I you can go on the web and I just looked up, you know, Mark Tufo books in order, and the Lycan series came up, and uh, it had Demon as like four point five, or yeah. Demon followed oh. in between book four and five. I'm like, oh, okay, this is what this is so i i i went ahead and i skipped back and you know spent another 40 dollars for three more audible yeah he needs to just go back and just rename it like fallout 5 or something i thought they did uh i (laughs) forgot that there was a demon wars i thought with their new release that they went back in audible and they retitled everything so i thought like in fallout 5 demon wars was Demon Fallout because Mark oh, Demon on, Wars is amazing. Demon yeah. Wars. Well, you remember on the the one of the episodes, Mark was when he jumped on with us, the early ones, he said, Yeah, we should go back and, and rename yeah. it. You know, I should have named it like in Fallout Demon, you know, Demon something. Yeah. But I, I thought they did after this to to make everything go in chronological order, but apparently they did not. So so right, you can't really speculate as to what Gabriel is because you know what Gabriel is, but uh, and you're not going to tell us. I mean, kind of. It, they they don't explain it a whole lot, but it's kind of explained. But he's not really a major. What am I trying to say? He's not in the new book. He's not really <laughs> in. He's he's a little bit in Demon Wars. Uh, yeah. You there's not a huge explanation for like why he's so important. Like okay. There's an explanation for why he's important, but not what made him important. That doesn't make sense. Right. Um, I'm trying to explain it. How? Where are you in the book again? I just finished book four. I'm going to so start. They're trying to, so right now, they're trying tomorrow. To so they, he's still a six-year-old little kid in Dinar, okay. in uh, in Talbot Roberts Land. So Gabriel has like special special powers. That's all I'll tell you about it. Mm-hmm. But um, it's never explained why he has those powers. It's just a, said that he has. That's okay. Cool. Yeah, because that's what we were just talking about. That you know, he's a he's obviously a, he's obviously an older soul in the body of a six year old kid in this story. So we don't know who he is, what well, he is. When I first important, they just said that I he's essential it, to our plan. When I first read it, I thought it would be something like Gabriel the Archangel. Mm. That's what, that's where I thought it would lead to be. But it ain't obviously. Mm. You can no. spoil that. Gabriel the Archangel does come in and uh, yeah. doing. How long has it been since you've read Demon Wars? Last year? Oh, dude, I read it like a couple months ago. Yeah, I've I've reread it like five times. <laughs> I re I'm I mean I'm I'm kind of going through. I tried to get through everything, and now with the podcast and trying to do everything, yeah. I, I'll I'll binge listen to it three times in a week. That's crazy. Before the I don't like anything. So I try to understand. So I try to sound intelligent and know what the hell I'm talking about. But yeah, if you're never going to be able to, it goes out the window. <laughs> you're never going to be able to re-listen to these books after three times in a week. It's kind of crazy. Um, summer is it daytime where you are? Yes, yes. I'm in Washington State. So look up, look out my window. Yeah, <laughs> we're, pitch, we're pitch black here. Oh yeah, you guys, you guys are a... speaking to me from the future. There's a really bad uh, lightning storm for me. Is really? There? Bad. Like I was going down the highway today coming home and people were going like 40, 50 an hour. And I'm like, dude, it's not that bad. I mean, let's go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm 19 and I can drive better than you guys. <laughs> Where are you? Yeah, we, right? 
What what'd you say? Where were you again? Uh Cleveland, Ohio. Oh, okay. So you so we kind of got the whole country covered where you got, you know, East Coast, Mid Coast, and West Coast. <laughs> mid Coast. All right. Cleveland's kind of no, it's kind of Midwest. Cleveland's kind of Midwest. Kind yeah, of, it's kind of in the middle. It's not Midwest, but it's in the, it's kind of in the middle. So yeah. it's usually counted as Midwest. Are you close to the lakes on your side or? Oh, yeah, very close. I no, you're go. actually in Cleveland? No, I'm in a suburb nearby. Like, okay. I, my city's called North Ridgeville. Nobody knows what North Ridgeville is, but everybody knows Cleveland. So right. I'll just say Cleveland. But, you know, I, I can drive like 20 minutes and hit the lake. Oh, nice. That's not bad. So, no, yeah, we've driven to Cleveland a couple of times to go to the Hall of Fame. And uh, when, if we drive to Vegas or something, we'll drive through Cleveland. Oh, the Hall of Fame was so cool. We went there uh, while camping one time. Mm -hmm. So cool. Yeah, it was fun. We did the we did the uh, Hall of Fame once. We drove out. It's like 12 hours, like a 12-hour, 15-hour ride or whatever. And then we did the uh, went back two months later to do the ceremony uh, one year. And we saw Bon Jovi and the cars we saw the cars last performance which is awesome because being from boston the cars is a legendary band i have no idea what the cars is oh cars is so good look up is the cars like the old people band it is an old pe no yeah, it is classic rock not old, old people band old. all right jeff do you remember the first time you heard a song from when you were like a teenager on yes. uh, a classics like a classic station or like an oldie station but my what's worse my is classic when you rock is oldies. <laughs> What'd you say, Summer? It, what's worse is when you hear it in an elevator. I forget oh, I have shoes older than you. That's wild. Exactly. But look up the cars. Cars are really good, yep. Nate. They're a good band. I don't know what kind of music. What kind of music do you do you like? Rap mostly. No. Like country. All right, cars country. are not rap and they are not country. I'm open to classic rock. They're more like not 80s new wave. It's more just straightforward just fun rock and roll yeah, yeah. so that's our oh, music cool. lesson for this week kids <laughs> oh yeah back in jeff's day when music yeah was back in my day <laughs> um all right where were we so they're outside of the walls and they're coming <laughs> up to uh up to 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 talbot uh denarth not the Talbotton. I can't remember which one it was, and I didn't write it down. I think it's uh, didn't Talbotton get destroyed? Yes, but they rebuilt it. Uh, they, they rebuilt. They did it that quick. Oh, okay. With with no <laughs> equipment or tools or heavy machinery, they rebuilt Talbotton bigger and better than ever in eight months. Yes, they they're very industrious. In eight months, they were able to put all this together. And it, it I mean, yeah. it probably wasn't all that much to begin to begin with. Let's be honest. Well, I mean, you got power tools, you know, it, it's probably take a little bit longer, but, you know, it took them five years or whatever to do the big dig through Boston and they had all the the, the latest equipment in the world. So, man, my 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 drive to work has been under construction for like a month now and it's driving me crazy. It's like, how are you not done yet? How? City contracts, brother. They make more money for the city contracts. So they milk it for all they're worth. Boston is the 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 epicenter of construction it's always under construction they'll pave a road and then the next year they'll repave it just for the hell of it at least your roads get paved my my road that i live on was gravel for like 10 years wow 
So at least, at least your roads are getting paved. <laughs> the highways get paid. The secondary roads don't. They just dig up the highways every single year and repave them for no reason at all. Yeah, that sounds right. But somebody needs, somebody's getting kickback money because it's all corrupt up here. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> uh, so the Lycans got a new form of catapult and their <laughs> Lunos tells them, listen, give me Gabriel, give me the boy and I'll let you guys live. You know, we'll walk away. There'll be no fight today. And Matthew picks up on the subtlety of today, he says. There'll be no fight today, but he'll be back another time because Lunos is an asshole. So, but they're not going to give him, uh, they're not going to give him Gabriel. They're not going to give him up because Bailey is, is hard pressed on it. Mike's the only one that's saying, give him the kid. Let's, let's, but Mike's not there yet. Um, but the catapult. They're, they're outside of Denarth. I just wanted to say that. Now that you're explaining it, they're definitely outside. Of it's outside of Denarth. Okay. That's what I thought. So. But they got the big catapults and they shoot the catapults inside in their big wicker baskets or balls. And inside the giant balls are big hairy werewolves. Uh, so werewolves are all in the city. They come over the walls and they, you know, they found a way to, to throw werewolves and catapults and they get inside the city walls and they're wreaking havoc again. And it's, it's not a good thing at all and they're grabbing up all the little little boys yeah they're trying to get the kids you know because they want they want gabriel Gabriel. um so it's kind of kind of crazy and i don't think they don't get him do they i don't remember if they they get gabriel at this point i don't think so no i didn't think so either i'm just trying to think if i if i wrote it down correctly which i did so good for yay for me i got something right um, but Mike comes a, across a group of lichen and they're all, they're kind of disheveled and they, they, they're outcasts from Lunos and they don't like Lunos and the lichens are starting to butt heads where Lunos wants to rule the world and get rid of the old ways and the old ways or the tribes or the clans of the lichen. They don't like Lunos, you know, they never like Lunos, obviously, because Lunos was the the a-hole brother of Xavier and he wants to be a king and the they Lycan- hated him because he escaped his uh the king what it's called I think you're right I-, I think that's what it's called but like- he escaped that and they just think he's a coward because of that they think he should have stayed in Fa Xavier yeah and, but he just he wanted he let Mike fight Xavier yeah, you know he lets everybody else him. do his dirty work for yeah. him so nobody respects him, you know, at least they ex- respected Xavier. They knew he was a fighter, at least, but Lunos, he's just a coward. Yeah, Lunos isn't a good, isn't a, a good leader, but Xavier is getting his strings pulled from the man, the green man, and the green man is pulling Xavier's string. I mean, uh, Lunos' string. So the two of them of, we don't know what the other one wants, but we both know that one is playing the other one off of each other. Uh you know, and it, it's apparent that they're doing all that. But Mike comes across uh, Makota is a, another werewolf and uh, a lichen. And Mike tries to tell him, listen, Lunos isn't a good, a good dude. He's going to stab you in the back. He's going to try to take over the world. He's going to try to be the head dude. You got to tell the other clans this, 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 this isn't a good thing. You got to rise up and you got to fight up against him. And they don't believe him but they do believe him. 
it's it's the you know the enemy of my enemy is my friend type of thing so they end up going to find lunos and they catch up with lunos finally and he's at the gates of denarth and he's starved lunos is starving the people of denarth out and he's telling them listen if you come out now people of denarth if you defect and come out to us we'll give you all the food you want they got a barbecue going on they got a couple of deer up on a spit and they're rotating the the you know they're slow cooking the deer and the the venison meat you can smell the juices and the fats and you know all of that stuff uh so some people from Denarth have defected and they're trying to find out information from the people inside what's going on in there. What do you have for supplies? Which kid is the one that we want? How do we get what we want? And they're trying to weaken Denarth without, you know, without going, without raiding. They're going to make the, they're trying to wait them out. They're trying to starve them out because all their crops and stuff are outside of the wall and they're stuck inside the walls and there's nothing they can do about it. But, Mike and Lunos, I mean, Mike and um, Makota Makota. finally catch up to him. And Makota finds out that, hey, this is what he's doing. And Mike says, now we go talk to the other clans and we're all going to rise up and we're all going to fight, you know, fight, fight against Lunos and let's, let's get that going. It's, there's a lot going on in this story and there's a lot more epic fight scenes. I think the Lycan series has some of the best fight scenes that he's written. My favorite fight scenes were Indian Hill. The Indian Hill ones were good. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, that's true. Never mind. Everything the I just said. The space <laughs> battles were amazing. The I remember like all just the fights between like Mike and the other players were good. Well, in the arena, yeah. It was good to say that. Yeah, no, if you haven't read it's Indian like Hill, you probably should. So, I mean, you should start with Indian Hill. I always tell everybody, if they ask, you know, which book should I start with? It's like, start at the beginning. You know, zombie zombie fall, it's always going to be there. Go and do the other stuff first. And, you know, you'll kind of realize everything that's going on. It's, they all tie in together. And it's, you know, Indian Hill is kind of my, is my favorite. Yeah, that's my favorite thing about reading Mark's books is all the little Easter eggs you find and the little, like, the recurring characters and stuff. That's my favorite part. Yeah, we were talking about that, how uh, when Mike gets his ass beaten again and is on near death, he has a vision of Trip. Mike is near death so much. In the <laughs> like, it's every other chapter he's about to die, I swear. Yeah. It, his copay has to be off the chart. Big know. time. You know, thank God he has vampire blood in him or he would be just be totally screwed. You know, I have a weird question. I've never heard anybody talk about this. Does Mike regenerate his teeth? Because I feel like he's gotten his teeth knocked yeah. out so many times in these books where he's like spit them out. And I'm like, does he regenerate these or does he, is he just walk around with like just fangs? I don't <laughs> know. It's, it's such a weird question because I was reading Night Lord. It's another mm-hmm. vampire book and his teeth, he talked about his teeth regenerating. Like he, he could feel new teeth coming in. So I'm like, does Mike do that? Because it's two vampires. I don't know. They've got it. Otherwise, he's going to look like a... Well, his canines can retract, right? They extend yeah. and contract when he turns into a vampire? He's going to look like he's from West Virginia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Eating that imaginary sandwich. Exactly. So, but we also... Mike also finds out, and like I skipped ahead, when he was damn near death, when he saw the vision of Trip, and when Azil brings him back, she tells him, I have to tell you something, you can't be mad yeah. at me. You know? 
it's listen, I got to tell you something really shitty. You got to promise not to get mad. And he's like, what are you talking about? This is where Mike finds out that he still is a vampire, but now he's a vampire with his soul because he was damn near death and he needed blood. And she put the beavers or squirrels or whatever it was near him. Uh, she, she did not put a beaver. <laughs> it was a rabbit. Rabbit. Yes. Thank you very much. I'm sorry. I'm a 15 year old boy. You've read this book three times in a week. You don't remember this. I no, this I don't. Book like last year and I still remember this. I'm older than you. I have a lot in my brain to process. Oh yeah. You're much, much older. <laughs> much older. Uh, well, yeah, and, but and the then, rabbits in his canines extend and he ends up drinking the rabbit blood and that's, you know, that saved his life. And he just, I think he wants to die. He, he wants to die, but he doesn't want to die. He, he doesn't want to be a vampire anymore. But being a vampire has extended his life that he can live it now with a zeal. So where now he has kids, if he's mortal, he's going to grow old and die where Zeal's going to live to grow up with the kids. And Mike's going to go through, he doesn't, I don't think he wants to go through that pain again of watching his children die and outliving another family. That's why he doesn't like the way I think about is like, I wouldn't mind being a vampire and having a soul would be pretty cool. But also I understand he wants to just live out his normal life. He doesn't want to see his kids die again or his wife die again, or his, you know, his family die again, his friends die again. Yeah, he lost everybody. And now he's he's kind of hit the reset button. He started over because he's got all of his he's got a new group of friends and he's got technically a new wife or fiance or whatever. You know, he tells Azil, I'm gonna marry you and make an honest woman out of you. You know, how would it look if you know the 150-year-old witch had two kids out of wedlock, you know, <laughs> making his 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 little jokes there. Um, but I like the scene. Where Azil packs Mike the menthol um, <laughs> body wash, not body wash, uh, cream. The set, the set lotion. Hider. Yeah, the body lotion. And he just goes into this tirade about when he was younger and he put Vicks Vapor Rub in a certain area to do a certain thing. Oh, I remember this. Beer's <laughs> <laughs> lingerie catalog. Oh. And I'm like, I'm so happy I wasn't I wasn't that age when you guys were that age. Oh my god, it sounds horrible. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't Steer catalogs. Oh my god. Yeah, you guys just have the internet now. It's so much easier nowadays. Um yeah, you know, he I think I want to know if he ever did that or who he knows in his he life. He 100% did that. that. Did There's that. no way. <laughs> he described that so much. He 100 That was too detailed for that not to have yeah. been firsthand. I mean, him saying he's using the sink because he couldn't figure out that there was a shower right there. It was just too idiot stick 15-year-old. Yeah. There's no way that didn't happen. <laughs> Definitely did. Definitely did. So uh but uh so Mike ends up finding out we find out that the green man's name is Gandolin. Which Gandolin? Gandolin. Gandolin. I keep, I keep thinking Janelin. Well, Merlin in Gandalf, which is the the the, the reference that Mike makes and makes fun of him for it, because uh, Mike ends up sneaking into his tent trying to confront him, thinking I'm going to be the big hero. And once again, Mike gets his ass. I think he gets his ass handed to him more times in this book than any of the others. 
or he's damn near death. Lot more in this one. I don't know about this specific book, but it's definitely this specific series. Oh yeah, yeah he, he, definitely. He walks, he walks into it. It's not like he's put into it. Not like when you're um, uh, Indian Hill, where he's put into these situations. These ones, he walks into so many of these situations. Like and he's he he's trying to be the savior, and he ends up just you know not failing at it. But it doesn't work out for him that well. But he has to be damn near death to win. Yeah. Well, and then I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, even when he's working with a Minkota, Minikota, Makota, Makota, when he gets him to agree to, you know, go get the other lichen or try to convince the other lichen, he commits to fighting to the death with him. So it's like. <laughs> He's just walking into it left and right. Of, Let's see how I can really put myself in these parallel well, situations. Well, the Mikota thing, I think he's just confident. I mean, he beat Xavier. He might may not have lived through it, but at the end, the end of the day, he still beat Xavier, <laughs> who was the strongest and biggest lichen ever. I mean, he, he, he's, he, he can easily beat him. Well, I think at yeah. this point, too, it's, okay, yeah, to get what I what I need to do, to, to, to get what I want, I got to fight another lichen, or I have to challenge another lichen, because this is all the lichen know, and they just know might and they just know how to fight. And they just know that we're the big liking. You're the puny human. You know, I can beat you and it'll make them look stronger if they can beat up Mike. And Mike is like, whatever, I might be dead tomorrow. Let's just get it done. Do as I need you to do. And we'll fight it out at the end. You know, let's be friends now. And then once all this is done, you and I will fight. You know, it's it's Rocky and Apollo, and this is probably a reference that Nate has no idea what we're talking about. Oh, I've never seen uh, you know, at the end of Rocky <laughs> Three, it's we're gonna do this together, and at the end, you're gonna owe me a favor. And then they fight at the end, but it's no. not to the death. It's just fun. Watch the Rocky. It's a really good movie date. I have a question for you guys. Do you guys? Yes. Um, I always thought that Mike would like befriend one of the like. Because I feel like in every series he always befriends one of the enemy. Like in um He kind of did with Lunos in the beginning. Yeah. A little but bit, like, not befriend you know but... in like he, he always makes unlikely allies. That's that's actually a big point in the last book. Is I mean the new book. Well um, he's friends. We got Matthew. Matthew's a werewolf that he's friends with. True. And like he befriended Drababin, I always thought, and he def- he befriended a couple of other aliens. I always assumed he would have befriended some one of the uh, lichen. Him and Makota are a little friendly. They are pretty chummy. I'll, I'll yeah. But they end up battling it out Yeah, at the end. And he kicks the <laughs> shit out of Makota. Yeah, he does. I think Mike's just... He's brutal in this book, <laughs> but he, they, they, he ends up getting captured <laughs> and they're holding him hostage because they want a zeal the green man or ganlin wants a zeal and they know that a zeal is the key to whatever he wants to do we still don't know what his thing is and what he wants and he they capture mike for shit i think it's it's like a week that mike is is there and he's still outside of the walls of denarth and they still come out and they try to get him out and he says no to go and turns him away get away let them beat me. Let me die. You know, whatever. Just don't call Azil. And Azil ends up coming and she whoops some ass. I don't want to spoil the end scene for you, but we're going to because that's what we do on this show. <laughs> uh, 
But the whole thing where they got Mike tied up on a spit over a fire or whatever it is they're doing with him, and he can't feel his body, and the werewolves are hacking the shit out of him, and he's getting whipped and beaten and clawed. I just loved how Mike like went into Ganlin's tent so confident, and Ganlin just kicks the shit out of him. He just picks him up and throws him at a wall. Yeah, like Mike totally thought he was going to win against he the zero chance. Knowing that he's powerful, why would you go in that tent? Yeah. And then why would you talk shit to him? Because he's like, Ganlin, oh, we rob a Gandalf and Merlin. And that's when he's just like, well, that's sick of it. Because he's Mike. Because he's, I was, exactly, yeah. because he's Mike. I mean, have Mike you never read a Mike book? He does this all <laughs> I know. the time. He runs into these stupid situations. He can't keep his mouth shut. He just wants he to He does it like four times a book. Yeah. Um, but Azil's coming at him, and they're fighting, and Ganlin's trying to fight back Azil, and Mike sees an opening that, okay, if I, I got to draw his attention away somehow, and Mike just goes off on a yep. barrage of insults that, you know, Mark must have bought a book of insults or wrote down every insult from being from Boston or whatever he thought of, but he just opened up the floodgates on him, and finally, like a a, a, a little kid yelling at a parent, you know, dad, 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 I want this. I want this. He finally turns around. It's like, you shut the fuck up. <laughs> and that's when Azil seizes the moment, throws her, you know, lasso of fire that she had around his neck. And Mike is all excited, ready to see his head just kind of get severed from his body with no blood. And he just disappears. He's gone. And they don't know what happened to him, where he went. It's just, poof, he's gone. End of story the green man's done uh took him out you you find that out in the uh one of the epilogues yeah that he ended up doing that you know i i actually have a bone to pick with you jeff you said you didn't you used to not read the talbot so it's i remember you saying this a couple podcasts ago you said you used to not read the epilogues and the talbot sods i didn't because i wanted to get to the because i was so excited i wanted to get to the next book craziest take i have ever heard in my life i know because i wanted to get to the next story I know. That's I some know, of the best parts in the books is the epilogues on Talbot. We're probably going to do a whole episode just on Talbot Sos. What? Like, at some point. I was very disappointed when I heard that, Jeff. Very Sorry. disappointed. Yeah. Because I'm trying to get to the next book because I'm I just, I'm trying to get everything done and I'm impatient. And if it's not, you know, I sh- I'll shut the credits off on a movie. If they're wrapping up a, a, a show or a podcast and they just talk about the shit, I'll shut it off. But I'll get mad if somebody will shut this one off if we're talking about useless <laughs> shit. So I... I don't follow my own advice. You know, what I want to happen, I don't follow it. So, but I really need to. So in these, I'm actually reading the, listening to the epilogues in the Talbotsodes now. I can maybe understand the Talbotsodes, but I love how the Talbotsodes just kind of link everything together because they they link a lot of stuff together. One of the Talbotsodes is Mike getting his first, Mike killing his first person really interesting or uh mike being forced into going to the marines because from an assault charge well, a, lot, a lot of them are really interesting yeah but the epilogue is you need to read i mean that's just like oh the epilogue's work. definitely epilogue's definitely and that's you know like at the end of and i can't believe i didn't do this the first time when i read indian hill the epilogue i'm like the fucking story's so long and boring you know <laughs> oh wait this is drababin's parents oops i probably should have oh, i remember that time. I- you didn't read the oh my yep. god 
get in the Freetown. I just thought it was another useless story. I didn't realize it had a point and it was going somewhere, you know? I only read it like, like I, I, I've, oh my, I keep stuttering. I've read that book a couple of times, but I've only read the, um, or listened to the, uh, Drabaven's backstory like twice. Cause it's, I mean, after once it's kind of boring, but I, I, I loved it. Yeah. And you learned about Freetown and all that yeah. other shit. So, um, Mike, once again, has gotten his ass beaten. He's damn near death. And he's back in whatever hospital wing or whatever he is in, uh, in Denarth. He's, he's next to Matthew. And we find out that Matthew had his leg cut off. It, Matthew lost his leg in the battle. And it's going to be interesting. Did, yes. we just skip a, did we just skip a major thing about how he got rescued and Bailey? Yes, we did. Shit, that's right. Yeah, All right. I was I was I was on the fence about talking about that because somebody today had posted about, you know, I read book six. Where's Bailey? And people are like, oh I yeah, spoilers. Guess what? Bailey died. So, but you know, cats out of the bag. People, Bailey dies, and Bailey dies in such a badass way where she's injured and she's hurt. And she sacrifices herself, knowing that Mike is near death and that Mike has to continue uh, because he's the, he's, he's the savior. He's the one that's going to do it. Bailey knows she's going to die, and she makes Mike feed off of her to save his life. Well, and he was welcoming death, and, but he got, was getting scared, and he thought she was going to come with him. So he was having a hard time, and he was like, no, this isn't going to happen. I, you don't make me do this. Mm -hmm. And and she's saying, you know, I, I will tell my great great grandfather about this, and it, I will die with honor. Don't let me die in vain. And holy moly, I did cry. <laughs> this yeah, whole, these books make she me held cry. out the this, arm. This series, yeah. yeah, there's there's two times I've cried while reading a book. One was when Dobby died. Uh, <laughs> and if you don't know who Dobby is, you should go run into traffic right now because. You know, Dobby's one of the great literary characters in Harry Potter. Nate, tell me know who Dobby is. Never. <laughs> I've never listened. I've never read or watched Harry Potter. You got read them. They're so nerd. good. You got to read them. They're so good. They're not as good as the movies. I mean, the, the movies aren't as good as the books. And Jim Dale does an awesome job doing the narration. You know, he's right up there with uh, with Sean as far as performance. And I hate to say it i might even put him ahead of sean because he does more voices wow i love sean but jim dale just does all the voices and it's so good um so yeah and that and then when bailey died the first time when i was listening to it i was like oh my god bailey you know i've read it multiple times and every time paul and uh drew baby's death scene make me cry every time i mm -hmm. cried when <laughs> You know Bear from uh, the first uh, zombie Fallout? Yeah. Big dog. I cried when he died. I cried when uh, Paul died in zombie Fallout. Mark writes deaths very well. I didn't cry when Beth died. I cheered. Oh, nobody yeah. cried when Beth died. <laughs> uh, and this is really going off, but whatever happened to the bear dog that came with Beth and Drabeba? He died. Did he? He did not. In they Indian Hill? Yeah, they never talked about him again. Samson. Yeah, I think he, I think the dog died. The, I think he dies too, saving Beth. I, 
No, um, no, Drabaven takes remember, Beth and the yeah, Drabaven right. carried them both back to the place, back to Indian Hill. But that's all I remember. But doesn't he die at Indian Hill or something bad happened to him? I think he went upstate New York to a farm. There you go. He went to the farm. Okay. Sorry, I totally digressed. We we went. No, I was thinking about that too. I'm like, Mike like doesn't like, you know, dogs named or anything named bear. He always kills them off. But he also said he'd never kill off another dog after what the crap he got from a zombie fallout when that bear dog was killed. He's lying. Yeah, but then he did it again in Riley, did Book of Riley, didn't he? He came back. Does it? I haven't read Book of Riley yet. I heard it on a podcast that he did that he talked about it with. He got a lot of shit. About oh. from Riley. Maybe I'm crossing six stories. I think, you're, six. You're, I think you're talking about, I think you're thinking of Tim. I think Tim kills a dog. That sounds like something Tim would do. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So oh, yeah. there's Callus Rose. Okay. Bailey. Never mind. I take it back. He kills dogs My and paralyzes football players. There you go. <laughs> That's Tim's badass job. Um, yeah. Bailey's gone. Mike says some nice things at the funeral, but he uh, he can't bring himself to do a whole eulogy. He didn't even know he was going to do a eulogy. Mm-hmm. And once he's done, he just, he peace out. He walks out of the church. He, uh, you know, he can't be in there any longer. And he's actually talking to Bailey while talking to himself. Uh, mm-hmm. and it was kind of like a touching moment where I was like, wow, this is kind of, kind of deep. And does he know something? Is he on his deathbed again where he, can now see things is he seeing bailey what's what's going on here so i have a question for you guys what do you guys think bt would have thought if he knew what bailey did for mac i think he'd be sad obviously he'd be sad because he lost his his great great granddaughter lost a relative but i think even bt knows (laughs) how important mike is but i think bt would hold a grudge yeah, for a little while. I think for a little while, eventually he would come back to it. But it would be a, a an end scene in like sixteen, where you know I need to go away for a while. I can't talk to you. Bad shit happens around you, and now you know my my relative is dead because of you. I understand why it happened, but I'm not happy about it. I got yeah. Go. That's that's what I think I he would do. I agree. Summer. I, I absolutely agree. I mean, even though they, they knew she wasn't going to make it with that grievous, grievous of a wound, she wasn't going to make it, but still, yeah, he's going to be pretty pissed for, for, for a good while. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and it might be like the um, devil's desk where, you know, we might talk on the phone again later, but they never actually kind of get back together. Mm-hmm. No, BT's wife is a bitch in that book, so. Oh, isn't she? Ugh. I wasn't sad when she died either. No. I had always wondered what would like how she would like uh, Mike because she's mentioned in Zombie Fought a lot, but they never really meet until Devil's Desk, and mm-hmm. it wasn't good. Was she in? He, I think he talked about her too in uh, Apocalypse, United States of Apocalypse, but she wasn't. Yeah, she in wasn't that story either. Talked about it, but she wasn't there. Yep. So, which is kind of weird. I wonder why Michael never really mentions her much or. Always kills her off. Not a nice person, I guess. When we find out in you know Devil's Desk why she's never really mentioned or brought into the books, and the one time she is brought in, she uh, you know, <laughs> killed I my Sasquatch. Thinking, 
I was just thinking how Mike always screws over Paul in every book he writes. Paul <laughs> always gets the short end of the stick. Devil's Desk, Indian Hill, Zombie Fallout. He's always screwing him over. You got to have that one friend that, uh, you know, that, 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 that gets sacrificed to the wolves, so to speak. For I real. guess and that's, that's Paul for him. But he never did it with Dennis. True. You know? Maybe yeah, but Dennis had to deal with Beth, had to live with Beth. No, Paul lived with Beth. Oh, Paul. No, that's right. Excuse me. I take it all back. Mm-hmm. Big fan. <laughs> so, um, so the end of it, or what, 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 you know, the, the, the last bit of this, Mike's at home. Everything's done. The Mike ends up beating Makota in a battle. Another no. battle. He beats Luna. I thought he beat Lunas, and Makota said, "We're not going to fight because you're not fully healthy." Oh, that's right. We'll meet again. That's right. They do the. He um... fights him. He fights him in Demon Fallout. Okay, yeah, I have that incorrect. So they um, Makota brings Mike Lunos. You know, throws him down. Here you go. You guys fight. Do it up. I can't remember what the name of the thing that Luno says that he wants, but it's like an honorary thing that if I beat him, I'm now in charge. And Makota's like, you better fucking beat him, dude. And Mike <laughs> Jen does. De- Jen Desering? Yeah. Yeah Jen, Jen, yeah. Jen Desering. And Mike ends up beating Lunos. You know, he beat Xavier, he beat Lunos. Mike is the 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 lichen slayer in for so many words but so it's it's great he does all this but at the you know the end of this story mike's at home and he's got this weird feeling about him about what's going on and everything in the house just seems kind of still and steady and the dog isn't moving uh, Azil isn't moving. The kids, he doesn't even want to go see the kids. He knows something's wrong, but everything's frozen, doesn't know what's happening. And all of a sudden, he just hears, Help me, Mr. T, you know, help me, help me, help me. And that's where the book, that tale of it ends. Yeah. And it's Tommy calling to Mike from wherever he is that he needs help. You know, Tommy's Carol Ann inside the TV, <laughs> you know, saying, Help me, you know. The TV people are here. Nate, another movie you need to see, the original Poltergeist, not the remake. I haven't um, seen it. That's a great movie. It's scary as shit. Um, so, we're at first, we're afraid, fearful of clowns. So yeah, I think that's where a lot of people's seen. fear of clowns came from was uh, was that. You know, I think that predates Clowns are adorable. I don't know what you guys are talking about. They are, but in this book, in this movie, they're kind of terrifying. So for 1980s technology, it was. so. <laughs> 80s oh my god i don't even am i gonna have to get a vhs player <laughs> you're probably gonna have to get a vhs so get a betamax but in the movie when they uh, are in the pool and those skulls skull, skeletons, skeletons yeah skulls, all those, those are actually real um skeletons human yeah i read skeletons. that I, I i watched that documentary on that on the making of that's why i thought the movie was cursed and a bunch of people died after yeah. it and everything like that but different story for a different podcast <laughs> so um we find out in one of the epilogues what the purpose of the green man was. And, you know, he, he gets confronted by this, the, one of the demons and they tell him, you know, he, he did what he, he served his purpose. He did what he was supposed to do. 
your usefulness is no longer needed. Uh, so the green man's gone as far as we know at the end of this. And, you know, we'll find out what happens next week when we do demon fallout, like in fallout 4.5, technically if you're going, if you're going <laughs> I wish in order. I, could be on, I wish I could be on the, I hope I can be on the demon wars podcast. I don't know if I have off that day or get off early. Hope so. Cause Today, they've just been doing hour cuts, so I got off an hour early, but I really hope I can do it that week. Must be Check nice to not need that much money that you can just go home early. Yeah. Uh, well, today it was just hour cuts, so instead of 1 to 10, I was 1 to 9, mm-hmm. but they also have this stuff called PP- PPTO, which is protected paid time off. Yeah. And I can use that anytime. I can use that same day so I can just leave an hour early and it's protected so I don't have to ask to use it. I just say, hey, I'm using PPTO and I'm leaving. Nice. And uh, it's also paid so I do oh. that. Can't beat that. Yeah. Well, Walmart's not as bad as they say. <laughs> that was my first job. I worked for Sam's Club for like two years so <laughs> been there. But unfortunately. Yeah. I'm in a dental assisting school so hopefully I'll get out of oh. this. You still doing that? Good. Yeah, I've been. I I just had my like second or third week in. Awesome. Yeah, that's cool. Third week in class. It's pretty cool. Good, good, good. Keep at it. It's a good career to have. Hopefully, and be able to afford to watch all these old movies. We're going to tell you to watch. <laughs> you notice the last little Easter egg in this book? Which one? Uh, when he's, of course, they had drank a little too much the last night, I believe, before or at some point. He uh, had thanked his uh, Nana for putting a blanket, Nani, for putting a blanket on him. And he just thought it was weird because he didn't have a Nani. Isn't that uh, the Italian grandma that was Tim's grandma? This, but the books were written too far apart. Uh, Tim called her Nana, yeah. But yeah. 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 Devil's Desk was released, what, last year? Year before that? Last year. Oh, yeah. A little bit too far behind, but... Hey, I'm sure if you brought it up to Mark, he'd be like, "Yeah, sure, let's go with yeah, that." That's yeah, she was also in, wasn't she also in the um, United States of Apocalypse? I don't remember when those were made either. She I'm was, but Apocalypse um, ended last year too. Yeah, but she was in the second uh, Apocalypse, and that was a couple of years ago, I think. Was I'm she? Not sure. Apocalypse kind of came out relatively close to each other. Apocalypse is the one book I haven't reread. I just read it once in like sophomore year of high school and I haven't read it again. So well, we'll be doing Apocalypse when Lycan is done. <laughs> so I really just... like his 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 uh duos, his um collabs. Like I love the Mark parts, but like uh Shrouded World, John O'Brien, oh my god, he drags on so much. And he a just lot... writes everything. Yeah, a lot of people have said that that they didn't like the uh the other the the female part. Oh in apocalypse in apocalypse it wasn't as bad it had a lot of really good parts i'll give him that but it wasn't Mm -hmm. as good as mark's part so yeah i think mark's better off as a solo artist yeah same you know i feel like he it could be really cool like his uh his little thing with garand whitehelm whitehead um and zombie fallout like 12 eric nightlord Oh, is that what is that a crossover? I ever I hear people yeah, talk about the I've Night been, Lord story, but I've I have no idea what that is. Series. It's pretty good. It's also narrated rated by Sean Renette, so that's why I like it. But it's 30 hours a book. 
holy shit. Which it's kind of nice because I'm getting my credit worth, but (laughs) he also has like eight books in the series. So I've just been slowly chipping away at it. So one, it's not a collab of all the books. It's just one book. The Nightload book is 30 hours. Or is yeah, it all of them put no, together? So there's no, there's eight books and they're mm-hmm. 30 to 40 hours each. That's a lot. That's, what I said. that's, that's, what I that's said. like Game I'm, of Thrones style shit. I'm not gonna be done with these books till I'm like till I'm your age, man. <laughs> Why? Yeah, you don't live you you hope to live that old. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but all right, guys. Nate, thank you so much for coming on, brother. It was good to see you again. And uh, Summer, it was great having you on. I'm glad your Wi-Fi, we got that that whole thing situated. So yep. if uh, you want to get yourself up on the show, just email me, michaeltalbotpodcast at iCloud.com. Make sure you follow the page up on Facebook, up on Instagram, Chronicles of Michael Talbot. Uh, the podcast and the show is up on Amazon, Apple, Spotify. The video is up on YouTube, uh, all different ways to sit there and listen to oh nate is is gone gone all right so all right well thank you guys very much i really appreciate it some of you have a good night nate when you if you you watch this back buddy you have a good one too we'll be in touch have a good night bye you have been listening to the chronicles of michael talbot the podcast copyright 2023 by chestnut hill studios Hosted by Jeff Royds. Technical advisor, Mary Napoli. Music by Burnt Ends. The Chronicles of Michael Talbot, the podcast, is property of Chestnut Hill Studios, and no part of the show can be remixed, rewind, remastered, rebroadcasted without the express written consent of Chestnut Hill Studios. Follow the show on Facebook at The Chronicles of Michael Talbot, the podcast. If you like the show, please give us a five-star rating and review. It does help other people find the show. Make sure to check out all the other titles from Mark 2 at marktufo.com or at audible.com or if you're one of those people that still buys books they are all available up at Amazon and they'll be delivered to your house which is convenient that is the end of the show you may now go about your normal day